0: Thank you once again for listening to RGCWV, Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I am your host, Luke Hersey. Tonight, my co-host is nobody. Um, Nobody was able to make it. um, I'll have more important things to do. No, um, this was kind of a last-minute scheduling, um, and uh, I wasn't able to nail down anybody to be my co-host. However, my guest tonight... Is my uh, good friend Cody Mitchell. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, I used to work with Cody back in the day, back way, way back, back in the, back in the day. Hey, uh,
1: almost. It's ten, ten years, eight years late. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: It, it's like eight years. And uh, so um, Cody has always had the persona of. Um, Hard rock, I guess you would say.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been called many things. Uh, yeah, rock. And uh, I'm the rock guy.
0: Yeah, you're the rock guy. And um, I actually, um, back when this podcast got started, um, I had even uh, um, talked to uh, Cody, maybe doing. Um, uh, the title sequence uh, for this but uh, I uh, um, ended up going uh, a more 8-bit direction which is out of out of his his realm I was yeah, definitely. I was toying with the idea of a hard rock intro but I like the one that we ended up with it's uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty geeky 8-bitty and uh, in West Virginia is
1: that a word it, it, it definitely fits what uh, what you what you go
0: through. <laughs> yeah what what i'm doing so um anyway uh the reason why we decided to do this is um so uh every once in a while we talk about music and we got talking about the new tool album now it, as you may or not may or may not know Tool's latest album was released on every digital platform. And you would at first think, you know, what's the big deal? The big deal is that Tool has been totally against all digital platforms across the board. iTunes, Google, um, Spotify, uh, all of them. You could not listen to any of the Tool songs um, you could listen to some of them on YouTube um, when you watch the video. But uh, other than that, there, there was no way you could really listen to the Tool album and Tool songs. Well, with the release of this album, they decided to bite the bullet and release the entire catalog, their entire catalog, to the public on digital uh, distribution and it is quite an album uh there's been a little bit of contention uh with it some tool fans uh are are not uh, too thrilled with the album um i i have my own thoughts um and cody has his own thoughts as as well um and uh, uh actually i'll i'll give you an opportunity to uh talk a little bit cody about it
1: well, the thing about about this album is when it first was announced and they said there was only going to be seven songs on the album. Oh, we I didn't was, even
0: say what the name of it was. Oh, it's fear inoculum.
1: Fear inoculum. The thing about this album, when they first announced that there was only seven songs, I was a little disappointed myself. And I, cause I was thinking like, we waited 13 years for a tool album. 13 years. Yeah. And you're going to give us seven songs. And then, uh, as time progressed, I got to see how long the songs were. And every one of them is over 10 minutes long, except for Chocolate Chip Trip. Um,
0: If there's any song on the entire album that I could... I I would be okay if they just took off, in fact deleted, and maybe even burned it with fire. That would be the one. (laughs)
1: Definitely, that
0: would be the one. Every single...
1: you the drum sing- works nice on it, but oh yeah, it's really annoying. The uh, the the synth they have in there is so annoying.
0: Yeah, it's I don't know why they thought that was a good song to have on their album that they you know when they haven't had an album in thirteen years. Uh, but you know, you know, we're we're getting we're that you know what, it's that's fine. We're getting we're getting the gripe out of the way.
1: Right, right, We
0: don't like that one. But, abstaining <laughs> from that,
1: every single song is a journey. It's, it's a trip. And, ah, no pun intended. <laughs> no, it's a trip, except for the one that has Trip in the title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I can't say, they're all amazing. My favorite one personally is Invincible. I've probably that's a good to that one more than any of the other ones on the album
0: um I mean my favorite and this I, um, I I've listened to the album probably 10 plus times and um this is narrowly and it's been my favorite since the first time I listened to the album was uh descending um descending it's a it's a very very long song but it it is it is like you were just saying it is one that takes you on a journey and um i mean tool's always been pretty good with that where you know some of their longer songs could even be looked at as micro albums I it's true yeah yeah, um, especially with two songs on this album, the Fear Inoculum album or the Fear Inoculum song, and um, then of course Descending. And it's Descending. Um, it it goes through a bunch of the usual tool melodies and you know in in builds, and then it goes through like all these different styles of music that they've never even touched on before. Um one thing that they really, really nailed was um the kind of rock ballad feel. There was even a part where they had like a um like a Steve Vai um vibe with the uh, the whole dueling lead guitars. Um yeah. they, they they really nailed that as well. Um now some of the lyrics um in some of the songs are, are not as edgy as some of the pre- previous albums. I mean, if anything, one one of the big
1: things that's missing from this album is is lyrics. It's it's they're very few and far between. I think this this album was more for uh, Adam, Justin, and Danny than it was Maynard. And yeah, and you can just really tell that they they really worked on this album because. I, I, Could you imagine writing every song, be 14 minutes long?
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say that um, going back, with research of this episode, I went back and I listened to, because now they're all on digital media, um, I went back and listened to all of their greatest hit songs, and... There was one thing I noticed that this album is really, really lacking. And I think that might be one of the things that people um, are feeling like it's missing from this album, but maybe don't even have defined very well. I was talking to uh, Zane about it actually uh, today, and he kind Mm -hmm. of agreed. Um, The timing. Tool has always had a very edgy, very march to their own drum timing. They do they do they do uh, you mean you you've got your standard which is four or eight. Um, but then you uh, then you've got some songs that they they just don't adhere to that at all. They go go five, they go seven, they go thirteen. and um in some of their best hit songs, had a completely different timing method um and the only one that i could actually pick out from this album that had that like timing disparity um was uh numa well
1: if you if you really dig into it and, and and listen and try to count with it um and adam jones even said this in an interview seven is the big number of this album. I don't know. I don't know why they just said they were just filling the number seven. So if you actually dig into the songs, you'll find that most of the timing of songs on this album is in seven times. Even the oh. song Tempest has the title seven in it. There's seven songs. Tempest
0: huh. seven times. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I, yeah. I was I was going along with it today. It's just every <sighs> And some of the, the some of the songs on this album kind of goes away from uh, the the style of you know traditional Tool. Um, I mean, I know we all think of uh, Schism every time that we think of Tool. That's that's the song. Schism or uh, Anima. Yeah, in, in in those in in, in you know what, it, it could be worse because there are some. Uh, bands that are recognized by their worst song like radiohead they're they're recognized by creep by everybody that isn't a radiohead fan and they can um, never get away from that song no, but then you've got you know tool which one of their best songs that they ever did is the one they're most known for um but my goodness some some of these songs they they really I wouldn't say that they totally despair against all of tools um styles because you, you listen to some of the um other songs like uh uh what is it 46 and 2 or uh so. or uh, is it 46 and 2?
1: 46 and 2.
0: Yeah. And uh sober the style of those two go with a a kind of a stay within the same timing regimen and even um uh the they don't have the the feel of some of their edgier edgier songs well
1: i mean and it's it's true and it's even been proven that people are more susceptible to four four time four eight time you know things like that because it's easy for anybody to pick up on yeah so like sober is a complete standard rock song
0: yeah, yeah, it and, is.
1: It's a great song. Oh yeah, definitely It's one of my favorite tool songs. It was actually the first tool song I'd ever heard back when I was in like third grade. Um,
0: I, you know what my the first the first actual exposure that I actually had to tool was Chisholm um, and I, I think that might have actually hurt my impression on tool. Because I always judged every song to that, oh well, yeah, and and I think I think that that um, this this album struck a chord with me, and I think one of the reasons why it did was because I've always been an Edge Tool fan. I've liked them, but I've never been like, yeah, Tool, right? Um, and so then this album came out. And now I've gone through and I've listened to it so many times and I've just appreciated everything about it. And so I've gone back and I've listened to the, all this, all these other songs and I'm like, this is great. This is really good. And now, I mean, I'm going to have to say that after this album, I am a Tool fan.
1: And, and that's, to me, it, I said this the other day on a random post on Facebook. They were talking about Tool and uh, it just popped in my head and it's true. Tool is today's Pink Floyd.
0: I would have to agree with that. With some of the other comparisons I've heard, um, who who was it? Uh, somebody was saying that uh, Modest Mouse was today's Pink Floyd. I don't agree with that at all.
1: No, I mean,
0: not I mean, at uh, all. Modest Mouse is a great band. Don't get me wrong; we've praised that very much on, on this podcast. But Modest Mouse is not. It's not Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd was edgy and experimental, right? And that that is that is what um, that is what Tool is. Um, I I have also heard uh, Radiohead um, compared to Pink Floyd. I can see that uh, on, on some levels. I agree with that, but on some I don't, because I mean Radiohead is experimental, especially after uh, Kid A, but. Um, I, they they don't they don't I feel like they don't continue to push the buck like they they hit a stride and they went back to some of their old styles and then mixed it together where Tool seems to keep always trying new things and I feel like that's what this album is it's it's uh, them trying something new trying to you know because. Um one of the recent things that I just put out um uh, about the the podcast was um that I'm no longer you know adhering to a time regimen uh with this new season I'm 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 releasing it when when it's done. I'm releasing the new episodes when they're done. Right. And um uh, I'm doing it for enjoyment. Um I'm trying not to stress myself out. Um got 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 some Cholesterol numbers back from my doctor, and and they weren't pretty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I know exactly what you mean. I've been
0: fighting with cholesterol since I was eight. I mean, they they weren't they weren't horrible, but they were like, yeah, I should probably watch my uh, watch my salt intake. I should probably uh, should probably uh, make sure I walk every day. (laughs) That kind of thing. being,
1: Being in our line of work, it gets real easy to not move
0: yeah yeah but but uh get getting, getting off of topic though i mean the the tool releases their albums when they're ready they're when they're done when they actually well like i said um when i have something to say if i don't have anything to say then why am i even why am i even doing it you know right. Well, the funny thing about
1: this album is I read an interview with Maynard and uh, he said, yeah, these songs were fantastic eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it, it's never been Maynard, the one that's uh, you know putting the delay on it. It's because those three guys are such perfectionists that it just took that long and they just kept second guessing themselves. And that's why, it was, it, and it and that's forever. what
0: and that's what still makes me that 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 point right there is exactly why I still question chocolate chip trip. I don't right. understand the thought <laughs> process. Why after so long would you put that song in? The, the, the funny thing
1: about Tool is they're also jokesters. They they love to just joke around. And what, in my <laughs> mind, what had happened was they made some of the most fantastic cookies that you could ever imagine one night, and they were like. Damn, this is so good. We're going to write a song about it.
0: That yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, sure, you've had some cookies before. That's probably taken you to an ethereal plane, and you're like, "Oh my god, these cookies!"
0: No, um, unlike uh, unlike um, uh, the the one tool song, I am not on the pot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and maybe that's what it is. Maybe they made some pot cookies.
0: Hot <laughs> cookies, CBD oil or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you have any further thoughts about uh, the new album?
1: Just, I wish that more people loved it as much as I did. Um, yeah. At work, I can play music all day long, so a lot of people don't have a lot of time to to sit and drink it in. Like, I listened to this album for. Three weeks straight at work every day, eight hours a day. So I had plenty of time with this album.
0: Uh, um, I, I I have done that exact same thing. Uh, I will go. There. There's been several times where I will just um have this this album on repeat while I'm you know updating a server or something. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those albums that uh, you ever have a movie. a a certain kind of movie that that's like your favorite movie that you're always in the mood for and you like it because every time you watch it you pick out some detail you didn't notice the last time or the last 20 times
1: and you're like oh my god i've never heard that before or oh my god i never noticed that that that's the exciting thing
0: yeah, Princess Bride is one of the ones that I I think of. Um, or uh, an, another weird one, um, the Great Muppet Keeper. <laughs> great Muppet! I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, watch that one! It's it's just fun. <laughs> I'm I'm a huge Muppets fan. In fact, I'm probably going to do a podcast episode about the Muppets one of these days because I I, I I
1: love the Muppets, but I never kept up with them. And they brought that show back, and it was great, but it got canceled for some reason
0: see that's the thing though uh, sometimes their the their shows are, are really great and sometimes they just they don't come out at the right time because they've tried to do a show so many times because that's how they started out right but uh, just just timing is usually is usually what the, what the problem is um, the last one though um, one of the reasons why it got cancelled um, it was some of its humor was a little bit more adult in nature than people were going for when they were Uh. thinking thinking about the muppets because the muppets are a little bit more edgy and they can get Mm. away with some of those jokes but some of them were really on the nose and the a lot of some people were like off-put and you know disney is their parent company so
1: it's like uh, when Ren and Stimpy tried to make the adult party cartoon, <clears throat> yeah. that didn't go over
0: too well either. No, no, it didn't. But as far,
1: as far as the tool album, I would say it's amazing. And I'm sorry for the people who don't want to take the time to listen to those songs and get into them
0: 30 but, times over, <laughs> right?
1: But and, and the thing that's progressively annoys me about today is people don't enjoy music like they like you used to there's so many other things to distract your attention. You just play music for background sound, and you don't actually ever sit and listen to it. And I think that's a big problem with Tool. You don't sit and listen to it.
0: Now, there is one album that I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but here's another good one to just sit and listen to a couple times before you actually get it. Um, the latest Flaming Lips album. I
1: have not listened to it.
0: Oh, it's... It's good. I mean uh, there I've had several people say that uh, that it's it's despairing against, you know, flaming lips style but you know late singer's getting older and um it's a story album and you don't see those very often and in within that lens, within that framing device, it's excellent. Hmm. Uh, so listen to it. All in all, in one sitting, and um, and in order, because it is a story. So anyway, uh, yeah. get, getting off of topic. So where um so um, first song, right. first Fear. time, first time you listen to it, Fear Inoculum. What did you think about it? The
1: first, the first time, time I, the first time I listened to it, it takes a while for that song to kick in. And, you know, it starts with that just that high pitched noise, and you're like okay what's going on here and then it it gets keeps building up like like tool does and then i gotta find it because i'm around the 130 mark that's like boom here's tool here we are here's our sound uh to be exact it's more like 135 you hear the drum pickup and then the bass oh yeah and then there's the there's the there's the signature tool bass sound and you're like Oh man, here it comes.
0: And um, you know what? I, and, and, you know, I kind of like didn't understand where the song was going, but that first time that, and it's a really corny line, but that first, the uh, first time that he says, bless this immunity, the song right. just, it just hits hard.
1: Right. 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 And it's you're just like, oh, my God. And then the guitar picks up right there.
0: Exhale. Um, yeah. Expel. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, uh. and it's just, you're like, oh, I've waited so long and it's been worth it. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand a lot of people that say, like, it's, 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 it's boring. It's bland. It's not even boring. like your brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My brother probably, I don't even know if he's listened to the album. He doesn't. Oh, I, t-
0: I talked to him at work the other day. I actually stopped him in the hall. I'm like, Hey, what'd you think? And he goes, because uh, um, actually, uh, when it had first released, um, I had talked to him and, uh, um, Oh, what was it? I, I, had- I I ran into him for some reason, and I was like, "What are you doing today?" And he goes, "It's Tool Day, man." <laughs> <laughs> so probably did what I do. It, you know, had, had stuff on in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely that's definitely my brother.
1: He uh, he was the one that got me into Tool when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, Anima is their by far best album of all time, and that's the one that I really fell in love with him. Um, Which I just found out, by the way, uh, like two days ago, that's how you properly pronounce that album. Anima. Anima? Yeah. And I I thought for years it was Anima, but it's Anima. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God.
0: Well, because the two letters are joined together, I was like, are they trying to hide the fact that there's supposed to be a space? (laughs) <laughs> between it's a to do,
1: it's something to do with
0: Latin uh, something Latin I can't remember exactly some of their naming conventions are really clever
1: I mean my favorite naming convention is Hooker with a Penis that's uh, that's the best best name for a song or Die er von Satan which is a uh, recipe for deviled eggs <laughs> spoken in German <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, this Fair Inoculum, I, I love I love every song. And the, the first song is it, it took a minute for me to to pick it up because they are so long and so intimidating. Yeah. But once you sit and just listen, and like my wife, she absolutely loves Tool, but she doesn't want to really well, her favorite band just came out with a new album too. So she's which been on. one? Uh the band's called Star Set. And uh, you- oh
0: my god, I was hoping you didn't say Blink-182 because 9 is really bad. Oh, it, it is, is
1: horrid.
0: I, actually, no, I'm not going to say it's really bad. It's just well, okay, so my, my I, I told my wife uh, I said, so Blink-182's album is, uh, is out and she's like, is it any good? And I'm like it's out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so and disappointing like- <laughs> because the last she- album was so good. And she was like, is that is it good is it so is it good or is it bad and i'm like it's neither it's just there you know how like and, and i was talking to zane about this um you know how when they came out with fan four stick mm-hmm. um and the reason why fox released that was so they can maintain the licensing rights for oh. um for uh the fantastic 4 and that was the only reason why they did that. Um
1: yeah, you're thinking that's why Blank 182 came out with yes, this
0: album. I feel I feel like they put out this album because they were like, Oh, we're gonna lose the rights to our our songs, which actually might be the case. Maybe I mean it's possible. Yeah, maybe I mean, they, it happened to the Beatles. So Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they they're like, Well, we gotta we got we gotta put out something. This one's not, you know uh to uh, who, who uh, uh to take a um uh a, a phrase from Adam Sandler in Airheads and he said I ain't pit farting on no air, uh, snare drum <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they said they said to themselves well it's not pit farting on a snare drum so that's good enough <laughs>
1: Yeah, when I, I listen... There's a couple songs on there that I listen to, and I was like, this is not like 182
0: Yeah. I mean, there is one song... I forget which one it is, but there's one song that's actually pretty decent. Um, oh, Blame It On My Youth. I don't know if that's the name of the song, but... I think that he, is the name of the song. He, he, put, he says it, like, several times. Um, it doesn't make sense, because they're, like, 35... Oh no, they're way older than that. Mark is almost fifty now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you you get what I'm saying. Like it doesn't make any sense that you know they're saying this unless it it was a song that they had like that they wrote back in the you know in their glory days in the uh, late '90s that um and they just never figured out the right you know actual uh, um musical regimen for that song. They just had the lyrics, so and maybe they just finally figured it out. But
1: the one song is, I couldn't believe it was Blink One Eighty Two. Is I really wish I hated you. Yes, this song, man, I, that
0: one is so
1: bad. I'm like, what it's are you so doing? Yeah. yeah, I just I miss Blink, man. I miss miss old Blink. Yeah, but so as um, far as like as far as like concept albums go, and you were talking about flaming flaming lips um star set i can't i can't get enough of those guys because their whole their whole albums are tied around space and um exploration and space travel and it has its own story and everything is is so galactic with these guys and uh you if you've never listened to them, you need to listen to them
0: all right I will check them out yeah they and, uh i just pulled them up on uh on Google Play. They
1: have uh, a comic that was made through Marvel that goes with their whole mythos,
0: uh, a novel. Actually, that gets me uh, that that reminds me of uh one of my favorites. I mean, I wouldn't say heavy metal bands, but you know, it, it's hard to define them, but um uh Coheed and Cambria.
1: I wouldn't know anything about them. I don't have the keyword tattooed on my forearm or anything. So mm. <laughs> no i, I, I I've, I've swayed away from coheed in the last few years but they they are the same they're they're absolutely amazing and uh, i don't i don't know why i've lost interest in listening to them
0: but have you heard their new album i have not came out um 2018 the unheavenly creatures that was that was when it came out okay yeah i guess it was about a year ago um did you listen to that album
1: not uh, the last one I listened to was the color before the Sun and I did not care for that album because it was not a part of the Coheden Cambria uh,
0: universe um, the second half of that album isn't the best but the first half is really good um it and, and it goes along with the Coheden Cambria universe and you know it's actually got a story element to it and it's 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 pretty good. I mean, I, um, I've
1: seen Coheed in concert. I've seen them six not six times, four or five times. I've seen them lot.
0: I have only seen them once, and I saw them get this. And This was when they were just getting their start. Um, I saw them at 123 Pleasant Street in 2002. Wow. So you and, saw them way back in the day. But get this, <laughs> and you're going to kick me. Because I kick myself all the time. I actually had just bought the album, went outside right after I had just bought the album. And guess who was loading up the truck? It was Claudio, wasn't it? The lead singer. And I had just bought the album, and I had a Sharpie in my pocket. Didn't even think about it until after the fact, but I had a Sharpie in my pocket, and I did not ask him to sign it. Wow, I told him you know how great he was. you know, I came out there to see Thursday. remember Thursday?
1: Oh I remember Thursday, yeah,
0: yeah i I we'd gone out to see Thursday, and I was like, I don't know why I came to see anybody else because you guys are well like Thursday said, out of this world, you guys are great.
1: And, there is a uh, band that that opened for Koheed that reminds me you're just talking about Thursday and that they probably opened for Thursday then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thursdays. The band that opened for Coheed was called Thank You Scientist when I saw them. And they sound a lot like Coheed, mm-hmm. um, but they have some strange, like, it's Coheed with a horn section.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: But uh, I haven't listened to them a whole lot. It was a cool opening band.
0: So um, before we uh, like move on, um, we're we're pretty much done with the, the, the tool stuff. This seems like a good place to uh, take a commercial break. Um, and after we come back, we'll talk about other things. And we're back. So so yeah, let's 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 talk about Joker. Let's okay. talk about talk about Joker. So um, uh, as as my uh, um, fan um, may or may not know. Um uh me and Cody both went to go see Joker the same night. Um but it was unplanned. In fact, um his wife and him were there to see Joker on Friday night and me and um my uh, co-host um Alex um had gone to see it same time. In fact, uh, uh Cody was right behind me. And yes. there was a few times that we were uncomfortably laughing at the same parts
1: <laughs> yeah especially when he touches the clock <laughs> it's like, <"That's>
0: great. <laughs> yeah that now but that wasn't uncomfortable the other right, part right. yeah but let's 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 talk about that uh here in a second so um if you've listened to the first half um uh great um I hope you check out tools new album Um, Second half, we are doing a uh, spoiler discussion of Joker. So if you haven't seen Joker yet, please um, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you again next time. If you have seen Joker, stick around because uh, we're going to talk about some uh, random stuff. So, uh, Cody, if you were to rate the movie... What would you give it? Uh,
1: my my thoughts of the movie have uh, me and me and my wife have disagreed a little bit on. I think personally, it's one of the best comic movies I've ever seen, and I I place Joaquin Phoenix above Heath Ledger, just for the simple fact that it really yeah. It, and that's that's a that's a that's a sticky subject for a lot of people. But well,
0: Okay, and could keep going.
1: In my opinion, the only reason Heath Ledger was put up on a pedestal is because he was dead. If he were still alive in that role, it would not be nearly as iconic as it is today. Joaquin Phoenix really went deep into the psyche of, of the Joker. And you really finally get to see what it's like in the Joker's head.
0: And how broken he is. Yes.
1: And <clears throat> it just intrigued me so much um, throughout the whole movie of just how crazy the Joker is.
0: Um, so, okay. So, taking that into account, and I, I do agree with you on a lot of points, a lot of points. Um, there is one thing that I would have to disagree with you on. Um, yeah, that's of course that I I still Ledger for me is still narrowly but still ahead of Walking Phoenix. Um, however, I I you know in in a another time period, perhaps maybe even in the same time period as when Ledger was as far as within the timeline of Batman. That, that I feel like that would be a um a, a a better comparison. Um, and um one of the reasons that i I do agree with that is uh, or, or I, I highlight that is because this is um him becoming the joker. Right. And so a, a lot of this doesn't, you know, um highlight him being the joker. In fact, sometimes when he actually does become the Joker, um, uh, I didn't, you know, love within the Joker lens. And I bring up the lens for a specific reason. Sometimes in some parts of the movie, I feel like I wasn't even watching a Joker movie. And the reason why I bring that up is because I feel like. The director was not necessarily trying to tell a comic book movie. He wasn't. Yeah, that
1: that that he, was a uh, that was a thing that he had said in interviews. He wasn't setting out to make a,
0: a comic movie. He was he was, u- he was using how we already understand the Joker as a framing device and a lens in order for him to tell a compelling story about mental illness and for that reason i will say that this is one of the best no i'm i'm just going to say it it is the best mental illness movie i have ever seen oh 100% definitely
1: and uh, i never really thought about the point you brought up um as far as It's kind of like apples and oranges, really comparing Heath Ledger and Walking Phoenix, because Heath Ledger was already the Joker. Walking Phoenix was not the Joker until maybe the last fifteen minutes of the movie. So I understand that. That makes sense, and explaining it like that does does make it a little more uh, make more sense. However, no one will ever be as better as good as Mark Hamill.
0: That is totally totally. A true statement. Uh, I will wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Um, in fact, okay, so you're gonna you're gonna get a kick out of this. So um, a couple weeks ago, I had actually posted on Twitter. Um, um, I had done a really cool like split picture down the middle of. <clears throat> it was a uh, half. Phoenix and half ledger and it was split right down the middle and I made it look all artsy and everything. And it was a, it was a really cool picture. I um, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you after, um, after the, 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 the interview. Um, but um, I had said in the Twitter post that I don't know now who is going to be my favorite Joker, but all I do know is is that none of them will ever hold a candle to Mark Hamill.
1: That's very true.
0: And then I also... Um, uh, I also... Um, you know, because I had gotten a lot of responses from that, I had replied to one guy saying that... Because somebody was agreeing that Mark Hamill was the best Joker. And then I said, yeah... Um, yeah, I, I have always loved Mark Hamill as an actor. And... Um, Um him as the trickster in the Flash series is as close to the live action Hamill Joker as we will ever get. It's that's true. And guess who liked that post? Mark Hamill. No way. (laughs) Yes, I have I have it. I, I, I yeah he uh, he liked he liked that post and i didn't know this until it was mark hamill's birthday and i was making a post about the many faces of mark hamill did you know that he was not only the trickster in the C, er, in the uh cw um flash but he was also the trickster in the original cvs flash from the 90s really yes
1: i had no idea
0: I didn't either. And that's why it makes it even better that he was the trickster in the new Flash just like the original Flash from the 1990s CVS Flash was Barry's dad in that show. Oh. So they 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 really, you know, paid homage to their original show.
1: Just sent you a picture that I absolutely love um, of Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger. So somebody made it, and it just looks really cool. Oh, that um,
0: does look cool. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this picture real quick.
1: Um, but I think everyone can agree,
0: and I, it
1: could be just a matter of direction. But Jared Leto's Joker is probably the worst Joker. To ever exist.
0: As much as I, uh, it uh, it pains me to agree with you, not because you know I, I like disagreeing with you. Uh, <laughs> it's because I I respect Leto so much. And I do too. I wanted he, to love the character, and I forced myself to say
1: I love the character. But the more I think about it, it's just how terrible it was. And I don't necessarily say it was Jared Leto. I think it was the director. And the fact that they cut out all of the scenes that he was in for and just gave him like 10 minutes of airtime. And they turned him into Juggalo Joker.
0: <laughs> Juggalo
1: Joker. <laughs> like I was waiting at any point for him to go whoop whoop. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that that is that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, um there is a film theory out there. Um and the the um the director has kind of debunked it. However, I still believe it to be true. Um uh there is a theory out there that that Joker Is actually not the original Joker, but the um, did you ever see the uh, um, the cartoon show Batman Beyond? I
1: watched it a little bit, but I didn't watch it nearly as much as the animated series.
0: Okay, well, the reason why I mention it is because in that the Joker in that show was a former boy wonder. Oh. And so that is one of the things that they I just sent you the the one picture. Um Oh,
1: so you're 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 saying that he could possibly be what's his name? Jason Todd? Is it Jason Todd?
0: Yes, Jason Todd. Not uh, and not not a actual not the original Joker.
1: That is a cool picture. That is awesome. Uh, I uh,
0: I I uh, I did I did my diligence on that one because that, that the Joker is by far in and this is weird to say because I'm such a Marvel fan, but the Joker is by far my favorite villain. And um, I agree with you. I, I've always
1: said that Batman is a Marvel character stuck in a DC universe.
0: <laughs> but you know what? that's the that's another thing too, is even though we're dealing with like godlike superhero characters, um with with mystical powers rather than scientific powers of the of the um of the marvel universe um batman kind of belongs on dc just because of how dark it is sometimes right
1: and the only thing that's even remotely close to batman in marvel is moon knight hmm. and I, I love moon knight man I, i'm pretty pumped that they're making a tv show
0: i I would have to say that um, if I were to compare it to any Marvel character um, and um, this isn't like current comic generation, but rather the Frank Miller generation, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, was where he got started is Wolverine Wolverine's original graphic novel. Um, that was done by Frank Miller and then the preceding comics, um, that was super dark. Super, hmm. super dark. Um, and they... they. I wouldn't say that they made him a little bit... L- they dumbed him down a bit because they did, but um, it, it was more or less the situation that they put him in um because how would batman react if they made him a teacher yeah you know it's it's the same thing with wolverine how would how would wolverine a super dark character as he was originally conceived um how would he react if he was made a teacher in the x men you know that I'd, what's going to happen you know yeah. any anybody is going to either become worse or better for that <coughs> so anyway, anyway
1: as far as the movie The Joker it's definitely not a movie that you would take
0: your kids to see um. <laughs> I told my dad today because I told him that I had gone to see it and he was like how was it and I was like it was really good and he was like you think I should go see it and I was like no
1: nope no you probably shouldn't i did read that joaquin phoenix he lost 50 pounds for that role and he was sick and they had to film most of those scenes in one take
0: yeah and that's the thing though he did do i mean um one of the uh, the the director he was he was saying that uh it, it was just amazing how how great he was the first time in fact um was that the first day of the set was that first scene and that entire thing was done in one take including that amazing. and including and he didn't even tell him to do it the tear rolling down his cheek
1: that the is, director
0: that's the crazy the director didn't tell him to do it. And then when he saw that happen, he was like, Oh my God, we've got it. We've got it. <laughs> it
1: like, and that's, that's going to be an iconic scene. Like everybody's going to remember that scene.
0: And that, and, and you know what? Um, the, the director said that he always obsesses over the first scene of his movies because it's the framing device for the entire movie. And that is a perfect first scene because he's trying to make himself happy, even the midst of him actually crying.
1: And uh, I was also reading that he studied people with, uh, he said the hardest part of the role was the laugh, to figure out the laugh. And his laugh in that movie, it literally made me unsettled. Like, I was like, oh, it's almost to the point of annoying.
0: I w- I wouldn't say annoying, but I will agree with unsettling. Um, in 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 my own words, I would say almost to the point of um concern or empathy. That I mean, yeah, that's
1: true. And uh, the one scene that stood out to me was when he was in the um, like he was so messed up in the head. He was just trying to. To laugh at the comedian on stage, and he was laughing at the wrong parts. At the
0: at the wrong parts, yeah. And I I, I, was, I love. Really I love the little details that they put in too, like yeah. like he he's like making notes of when people are laughing, and he's he's writing down jokes about sex are always funny. Yeah, and, and I'm like. This guy's messed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it, the, the attention to detail. It's, it's yeah, crazy.
0: and um, the, the I have heard so many like arguments about what's real and what's not. What's your opinion?
1: As far as as what do you mean? What's real and what's not? In like
0: people taking it
1: too seriously
0: in in society or what's really No, the movie like. like what what really happened in the movie and what didn't. Oh, oh,
1: okay. So, the whole romance with um, what's her? Uh, I want to call her. Uh, oh God, what is her name?
0: What, um, single mom from down the hall.
1: Yeah, um, that was completely fabricated. Yeah, I mean that obviously was... that one was clear. Yeah. Um, I think anything that was like positive. In his head was was made up. It was things that he was trying to think. I think, now, and here- I also think that they that he actually killed that those two. It never implies it, but I think he killed her and the kid.
0: Mm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I want to say no, but it's possible. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discredit that. Because um, when you
1: hear it, when you see him walking down the hall after he's leaving that room, you hear sirens. So yeah. it's it kind of implied in in that aspect, but I could be wrong.
0: I could. I wrong. feel, I feel like that was a setup device, though. You know that you heard sirens because the whole city was in chaos at that point in time. Um, but here's another thing, and um, I, I just read this that he may not have actually killed his mother.
1: I think he thought he, he thought he did.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that that may have been a rationalization in his own mind that he that she is dead to him, and he, you know, imagined killing her in his mind, but he didn't actually do it. it I mean, it's very possible that 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 he, yeah that he did, um, <clears throat> but I, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, it is interesting to
1: think about because maybe she died on that that minute. Like, she died when they were bringing her out.
0: Or um, maybe that she, yeah, maybe she died you know, just, she was in the hospital suffering, so maybe she had just died, and he was, like, regretting the fact that he didn't get to kill her and he wanted to.
1: Yeah, that's interesting to think about.
0: Uh, it
1: could be very true.
0: Yeah. Um, now, I definitely do think that he actually killed, uh, Murray.
1: Well, that's 100%. I
0: mean, there's no way to
1: say that he didn't.
0: Now, what I don't know is his, is if, if he actually, um, like, completely cognizant came to after the accident at the end. Like,
1: yeah, oh, right, right. When he was uh, when he was knocked out and they were all cheering him on, it's possible that that was in his mind.
0: Yeah, because he was dancing around and everything, and that that's not his personality. Right. I in think fact, he, he, uh,
1: killed, he killed Murray. That was real. And then yeah. it's possible that he he thought everything else in his head that he was like this big, this big amazing person now because and that wreck never happened in. They took him to Arkham. And then you see him real at the end.
0: Yeah. Now, um I do have to point out one thing, and it made me I laughed, and after the fact, I was like, I can't believe I'm laughing, but it is funny. And that's right after he killed um, his ex-colleague. Huh and then the guy the the midget is trying to get out of his apartment (laughs) yeah i mean i heard you laughing at that (laughs) and i was like i was like okay so i'm not the only one this is funny he just (laughs) killed a guy and i'm laughing
1: yeah and then you see that poor if my wife was like oh poor
0: little guy
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was it was it was funny. I thought it was funny granted I'm yeah. I get into a lot of dark humor but
0: yeah, yeah. but I mean there's there's so many things that we could say that was or wasn't real. I mean, there's some people that are even uh, e- even suggesting that the entire thing that everything was made up in the in the in the show or in the movie. I mean, you could say
1: that. You could say that about every single movie in existence. And I think that's a boring way to look at things, or just a, a a safe way to look at things. To think, oh, he really isn't that crazy. He just thought of all that stuff.
0: But what I will say about that possible theory and all these things that we're talking about, they have done the best job that they possibly could do. Now, I mentioned the the fact that they use this as a framing device to discuss mental disorder, but in that, they maintained the one thing that so many people were afraid that they were going to destroy, which was the Joker's origin story Mm -hmm. that how dare they make a Joker origin story when people that, that one of the most compelling things that they, that they, um, uh, that people love about the Joker character is that he doesn't necessarily have a defined origin story. And you walk out of the theater, not knowing what's real and what's not just like the Joker. And I think that they knocked it out of the park in that specific aspect.
1: And yeah, I, I love that about it because you in a comics you never know, there's never been an origin story. Joker doesn't even have a real name. and it could possibly be that the whole thing is in his head.
0: Yeah. but you know, uh, abstanding ab- 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 from that, this is this is a, this is a fantastic movie. it's it's a, it's a work of art um i would even go as far as to say that it is better than the movies that it's um is getting a lot of inspiration from oh yeah i, I. e taxi driver and the the comedian now right. some people would argue that you know the comedian was great the 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 the, the taxi driver was great but i don't think that either one really highlighted its purpose like i feel like the people that are are, are are getting all bent out of shape about the movie or also even like saying that this movie was better than the other ones or, or, or comparing it to other movies they're they're missing they're totally missing the point And the point of this movie was to highlight both mental disorder and the way we treat people with mental disorder. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the, 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 the director and even Joaquin Phoenix are trying to communicate to us through film that we need to take that second moment to think about these people, to, 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 to consider them actually people, citizens, that, 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 that they, they, they need to be heard. In fact, they they need to be heard maybe even a little bit more than the, the more palatable people.
1: What's interesting to me is the director, Todd Phillips, he has always directed comedies. So the fact that
0: he did this movie and
1: he did it so well is, is mind-blowing. I mean, it's the same director that directed the Hangover trilogy.
0: This is the same director that also directed... Um, Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, a and, arguably uh, completely throwaway film. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, not to say anything bad about the director, because oh my god, he is a, a genius. But still, still, I mean, I never, I never,
1: I've never seen War Dogs, but I wanted to. That's the one with. Uh,
0: yeah, I wanted to too. I wanted Jonah to, Hill. Too. That's the one with Jonah yeah. Hill.
1: It looks really good. I never watched it though.
0: So, um, I mean, I have given my score online already uh, an A minus. Um, I'm not going na- to ask for you to nail down the the movie because I think we're both saying that this movie is phenomenal. And to really give it to, to really give it a letter grade is almost an unappreciation for what it is. It's right. it's something beyond that
1: and i think i think that it may it may change the course of future comic movies maybe not inside the mcu because they've already got a, such an empire built on their brand but i feel like it's going to open avenues for finally a decent spawn movie which is my all-time favorite comic character
0: period well, you know what you 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 just mentioned something that gave me that stopped me for a second You know why this is so good? Because it's not the MCU brand.
1: Because it doesn't try to follow a formula of what MCU has set up.
0: That's not what I was going to say, but you do have a point there. No, what I was going to say was, I feel like the reason it's so good is for the same reason that the Nolan movies were. They weren't comic book movies.
1: They weren't. You're right. The Nolan they, movies are, are legendary.
0: They are they are crime movies that have accelerated stakes that have exaggerated themes, but they are not comic book superhero movies. They are they are they are gritty, they are visceral, they are um they are 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 a possible real world representation of how, of what what could what could plausibly actually happen right where most the vast majority of comic book movies can't now the MCU started out with a actual plausible subject but then it completely went off the rails um not to say i don't like marvel movies i love marvel movies
1: Yeah, MCU what they've done it's 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 my favorite i absolutely I guess I say everything's my favorite, but I just I just love comic movies. But, the only but, thing that I've ever not liked in comic movies in the last uh, 10 years has been the DCEU, uh, because yeah. those are just awful.
0: <laughs> they are, Well, Wonder Woman is pretty good. Wonder Woman was the exception. I didn't watch Aquaman, because after Justice League, I just gave up. But, I mean, Gal Gadot is an amazing actress. I mean... She, uh, she she could probably do anything and turn it great um i mean we'll say that batfleck
1: was a good batman i didn't hate him i just hated the movie i didn't hate
0: so, him so. no i will agree with that i didn't hate him um i think the reason why though um the why we say that isn't even affleck himself i think it was the um um not decide the, the 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 wardrobe decision of not adding bat nipples.
1: <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. George Clooney. And,
0: and on that note, on that note, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up for tonight. So, um, any last thoughts, Cody, before no. we say say goodnight?
1: It's uh, it's been a pleasure, and if you ever want me to come to discuss music or anything else, just let me know.
0: All right, I will. I will do that. So this has been RGCWV, Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I am your host, Luke Hersey. And we have had Cody Mitchell on here talking tonight about tool, heavy metal, music, um, well, the Joker, and uh, the DCU and its shortcomings. <laughs> um, but uh, – um. If you uh, like this, uh, feel free to uh, drop me a line to my email at randomwvgeek at gmail.com. You can leave me a voicemail message or send me a text to 304-566-9777. Or you can hit us up on our several media platforms. Um, If you go to the podcast site, it will direct you to our Linktree address, which has all of our media outlets. So, Anyway, thank you guys for listening tonight. And as always, uh, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Welcome to the end.